0: What is up, doll fans, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I am your host, Anthony John If it's your first time here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast, welcome. Glad to have you here. If it's not your first time, welcome back. Appreciate you always tuning into the Finn Sports Football Podcast. And today, guys, before we get into recapping joint practice number two against the Atlanta Falcons, I wanted to start off talking about something that I literally just saw. Um, skip Bayless, uh, a guy that I rarely like to talk about because like aside from Colin Coward, he's probably the worst, um, sports media analyst you'll find. He knows a lot about the game cause he's been around it a long time. Um, but he's not good at just making common sense, uh, or, or, you know, being accurate like Shannon Sharp is with a lot of things. Uh, he's pretty much just a troll. And so I don't like to talk about him that much, but I saw, uh, apparently like the end of their show today, right before Colin comes on with the herd, they talked about how Tom Brady, you know, came out and said when he was in free agency, there was a team where they were like, Hey, we're not going to go with you. We're sticking with this guy. And he was like, you're sticking with that mother effer and Albright Ben Albright, who I trust a lot, um, said it was Ryan Tannehill. Um, I've talked with people who have also said it was Ryan Tannehill. Not that it even matters, but they were saying it was Ryan Tannehill. Some people think it was Jimmy Garoppolo cause he wanted to go back to San Francisco and Skip said it was Tua. Okay. Now, if you don't know, Skip hates Tua, like Skip Bayless hates Tua Tungabailoa, um, For really no reason. And at least he, I will say this, at least he, unlike Colin Coward, has stuck to, I don't like Tua. Even in the draft, through the draft in college, he was always like, basically, if you don't go to OU, he didn't like you in college. Um, Like, if you were an OU quarterback, he liked you. And if you were another quarterback, you weren't as good, okay? He thought, like, Jalen Hurts was the best thing ever. And look at what's happening now. Um, But he thought it was Tua... And I just want, like, for those of you out there that listen to people like him, like, apply common sense, right? If if it was, it couldn't have been Tua, and here's why, and this is why, like, it upsets me because you have people making millions of dollars that don't even make sense. How can the Dolphins stick with Tua if he hadn't even been drafted yet? Explain it to me. Tua hadn't even been drafted yet, okay? Tom Brady, when he was hitting free agency, that was in early March, early and mid-March, okay? Tua wasn't drafted until the end of April. So how can the Dolphins stick with Tua if he wasn't even drafted for another month and a half? It makes absolutely no sense. And, And there's people out there that just say, crap like that because they think it's funny or they're trying to be a troll and it makes absolutely no sense. Now, could they have been talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick? Possibly. I think that's highly likely. Like in my opinion, it was either Ryan Fitzpatrick or Ryan Tannehill. Because if you're Tom Brady, why he wanted to come to Florida, he said. Why would you not come to the Dolphins? Like you're going to be coached by a guy you know with Brian Flores. You get to face Bill Belichick twice a year, and and if Tom Brady was on our team last year, we wouldn't have gone to the Super Bowl, but we would have, I mean, we would have given the Patriots the business both times. Um, So, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick makes a lot of sense, but again, people just say, like, Tua's name. They just throw it out there to get clicks and to not make sense at all. Tom Brady was not talking about Tua. In fact, Tom Brady probably didn't even know they were going to draft Tua, okay, you think that the Miami Dolphins were like, "Hey Tom, we don't want you because we're going to draft Tua." They're not going to tell him anything. Like if anything, yeah, he might have been talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, but again, how can you stick with a guy? Sticking with a guy means you're going to keep him. Okay? You had him and you're going to stay with him. That 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 means that you've already had him on your team. You can't stick with Tua if he hasn't even been drafted yet. So Tua, uh, uh, not Tua, uh, skip as usual. Um, not making sense. Uh, pretty stupid, uh, as usual, but nothing new there. Anyway, guys, let's get into breaking down joint practice number two. Um, so I had, a uh, um, Kev, Hollywood Kev, uh, Hollywood ex Kev. He, uh, was at practice today. Uh, Good dude. Uh, Talked to him a lot on Twitter. Um, And he went to practice today. Uh, He was there. So I asked him, I was like, dude, could you just give me a rundown on what you saw today? Uh, And he said, let me start off with Tua. Tua was slash is really good. His passes were very good. And they had great zip on them. But I've noticed he only uses it when he needs to. So he only throws the pass with zip. Um, When he needs to, very accurate ball placement and touch was great. Pocket presence was elite to watch. He had one bad bad mistake with the interception. The Falcons sent an all-out blitz, and he panicked and rushed to throw. O-line was surprisingly good today. Waddle was great on -on one-on-one drills in the end zone. Dude is really, really, really fast, makes Jakeem Grant's speed look average. And that's something that I've talked about in length with Jalen uh, with Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, like there's a difference between being fast and quick. And I've 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 talked about this a couple times. There's people that are fast, right? Jakeem Grant, and, and even Jakeem Grant has some of these qualities that Waddle has too. But like there's people who are fast, like Henry Ruggs, right? That are just like burners. Will Fuller. They're just burners. They will run by you. They are very, very fast players. There's other players though that are quick, and what it means to be quick is basically to get in and out of your breaks, that change of speed quickness, that's what Waddle has that's so dangerous, okay, go look at the punt return, his ability to just stop and change direction and go from 0 to 100 is like insane, and that's why I always say with the 40 yard dash, it's not really so much about the 40, it's really about that 10 and 20 yard split. How fast can you go from zero, you know, like a car, when you look at a car, you don't say how fast can a car, you know, go from 30 to 40. No, you say, how fast can a car go from zero, right? No momentum to full speed. That's what a player, like that's how fast, that's what you're trying to see with the players. How fast can they, how long does it take them to get to that full speed? And with Waddle, it's not that he's just fast. Okay. Cause a lot of players in the NFL are fast. But Waddle has that speed where, like, he can go from the right, running to the right, stop, change his direction, and just blaze like blazing speed in that direction, take off, and you're just left in the dust. That's what he has. That's what Jakeem Grant has also. Um, but again, like I've I've not just heard that from Kev. I've heard it from many people that like Waddle is different. Like his speed is different. They've had Jakeem Grant, but like Waddle's speed is different for sure. Um, and so uh, appreciate Kev. Uh, if you want to go check out Kev, it's Hollywood X Kev. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. Great dude. Uh, great content. And he was at practice today. So if you want to get like in Uh, a breakdown or ask him questions about what he saw, um, you know, go ask him. So let's break down what Travis Wingfield, he's the guy that I always use and I always go off of. I, I use Omar sometimes. The thing with Omar that, like I've said this in the past, my problem with people like Omar is they, it's almost like they think they're too cool to like enjoy or, or report like normally, if that makes sense. Like Travis Wingfield doesn't try to put his own spin on it. He just reports what he sees with his eyes. And Omar Kelly, like kind of, it's almost like he has to be tough. Like he tries to put on this tough guy. Like I have to be tough. It's not that his information isn't accurate, um, and a lot of people, there's this narrative out there that Omar doesn't like Tua. Omar wanted Tua. Omar was the person who was like, they need to draft Tua. He thinks Tua is going to be a top 10 quarterback. He's just hard on Tua. And that's like where, where like I just, I can't vibe with that because I don't know why you wouldn't try to hype up your quarterback um, as much as you can. Like, not saying you have to just like be biased and not report his mistakes. But like he kind of makes it seem like if two has a good day, I'm definitely not going to give him credit um, until like he's proven he's a top 10 quarterback. And I just, again, I don't vibe with that. I'd rather go to someone like Travis that, good or bad, he just reports it how it is. Um, so I always read Travis's stuff on the podcast just because I feel like it gives you a better, non-biased, just how it happened. Um, so let's start off. I'm not going to go through every tweet. Um, I'm just going to go through some stuff from like starters that I saw, uh, starting off Preston Williams and Hunter long were dressed, uh, and they practiced Hunter long. I w- I heard had like a hundred catches today. Like they joked around, but like I heard Hunter long, like he's back. He, he might play week one. Wouldn't be shocked if he played week one. Um, so those are great things. And Landon Roberts suited up as well. Um, and though, again, like Alanda Roberts was a team captain in 2020. So having guys like that back, that's definitely going to help the morale of this team. So yeah, for sure. Great to have them back. Uh, starting off, Eric Rowe gets a pass breakup on Pitts. I heard Eric Rowe um, gave Pitts the business all day. Um, Kevin, uh, Kev, uh, he actually just responded to me as I'm recording right now. He said, uh, Eric Rowe was eating all day. Um, so, or or he said he was killing all day. Uh, so, and that's good to see because I talked about yesterday, uh, Kyle Pitts had a pretty good day on Eric Rowe. Like Kyle, like Kyle Pitts is going to be a great tight end. I think, uh, Eric Rowe is a phenomenal safety or I guess, tight end coverer. That's really what his role is. Uh, he's phenomenal at what he does aside from Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. He looked phenomenal. So, you know, Eric Rowe, I heard, had a phenomenal day today, which is going to be great um, because if he can start getting better against those more athletic tight ends, the dude's going to be, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl player. It's as simple as that. If his work last year at covering tight ends was Pro Bowl worthy, it's just, it's not going to get you to the Pro Bowl. Um, Nick Needham, I heard, had a good day, but he got injured. He got taken off on a cart, but I heard when he went back to the locker room. Uh, or I read Travis Wingfield said when he got back to the locker room, he walked off on his own effort or his own, like, you know, I mean, on his own force, he didn't have to be helped, uh, which is good. Um, Kirk Merritt had a good day from Tua. Uh, he took a ball off a helmet on the defense. Nice back pylon ball from Tua. Um, Mike Kosicki fights through a lot of contact, goes to the official on the end end line and pulls his flag out for him fans chuckle that's just like a joke he wasn't being like rude or anything um apparently Howard had a good day uh Zavian Howard had a good day on Calvin Ridley had an interception on Calvin Ridley which is weird because like I don't know what's going on media is only posting Calvin Ridley like roasting our cornerbacks but I again I've talked with people I've read a lot of stuff on this like Calvin Ridley is not like roasting our cornerbacks all day like Xavier Howard had a pick on him. Byron Jones has won a lot of matchups and, and Calvin Ridley's won some, but for some reason they're only posting the good uh, Calvin Ridley's good stuff, which I mean, that's okay. Just know that it's not like we're getting roasted out there the whole entire time uh, Tua throws throw strikes to Smythe over the middle. Um, I mean, I'm trying to uh, Tua got waddle on a crosser in stride room to run. Uh, I talked about Xavier Howard intercepting Matt Ryan, Hunter long was in there for team drills. Um, Hunter long catch from Jacoby Prissett for about 15 on the play. Liam Eichenberg stonewalled Dante Fowler jr. That is something that I read a lot about. And again, like Kev talked to me about this as well. The offensive line rebounded. That's what they did against the Chicago bears as well. Okay. We saw this. They sucked. They rebounded. Preseason game came and they sucked again. So, I don't know, man. I've I heard from talking with uh, a guy about, like about it. The Dolphins are trying to get a high-quality offensive lineman still. So keep an eye out for that. Not sure how they would. It's just the trade is probably way too high right now. Uh, the value they're probably asking for a one or something, and the Dolphins don't want to give that. But at the same time, if if he's worth it. I mean, again, I've talked about if what this team could do if we had a good offensive line. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Tua, a great rip down the middle on 7-on-7, seven seven, 25 to 30 yards to Jahkeem right in time before the safety arrives. Uh, Christian Wilkins and um, Emmanuel Ogba especially had a day today. Like I heard Emmanuel Ogba was just sack after sack. Like He had like three sacks in one period alone. So good for him because he is in a contract year. And I forgot to mention that last year when I said who the Dolphins should pay this upcoming season, they, they, they probably should pay Agba if he looks good. Cause I mean, obviously we know how important it is to rush the passer. So if Agba looks good, definitely, um, that should be a move that they make probably earlier rather than later. Uh, you don't want him to hit free agency, Uh, Tua throws a quick ball to Gasicki, ball a bit behind, but Gasicki reaches back and snags it to up a team period, first down yardage. Um, Tua, three straight targets, Hollins, Gaskin, Gasicki, all short passes. Sivan Ahmed uh, apparently is like, I mean, like, it's possible he's running back one, which I never thought I'd say. I thought it was for sure Miles Gaskin. But every single day we're hearing Savan Ahmed's killing it. Savan Ahmed is a a threat in the passing game. And again, ball was a bit behind from Bissett. Ahmed goes up over the defender for a hell of a catch, oozing Oz. I'm hearing this dude is killing it. Tua drives a deep crosser to Kisiki to open up this period for 20 yards. Van Ginkel gets a pick on the first play of team periods from Matt Ryan. So get it, AVG? (laughs) Um... Let's see what else. Yeah, I just, again, it's it's the same stuff like Tua had a, Tua was Tua, had a, had a mistake, had a couple of, you know, rough patches, had a bunch of touchdowns, a bunch of great plays like he always has. And that's what these practices are for, you know, if you're looking for Tua to have a perfect day, you, you shouldn't. I don't, I don't want Tua to have a perfect day. And the reason for that is because I want him to make mistakes to learn from them. So like, when I see he made an interception on the blitz, like, that's good. Learn from it. That, that's fine. Like, it's okay. I, I trust in real game situations he will take care of the football because last year when he wasn't nearly the player he is this year, he took care of the ball. So I'm not really worried about him making mistakes. I expect it to happen. Uh, and, in fact, I I, I kind of want it to. Um, I want him to learn from mistakes. Uh, Tua, Tua opens red zone with a throw to Siki. Flag is out at the five-yard line on the defense. Tua throws a pass to Jakeem Grant. Tight coverage. Couldn't have walked that pass to Jakeem Grant any better for a touchdown. Adam Butler blows up a play. Agba there to clean it up. Um, Matt Ryan apparently had a very efficient team red zone period. A lot of touchdowns. Savant Ahmed, a nice run off the left side, setting up blocks, weaving around defenders. 15-yard touchdown rush untouched. I'm assuming that's the second team, but just seeing, I don't, when was the last time you heard a Dolphins runner being untouched? I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to think of the last time I saw a Dolphins run where the guy was untouched. Maybe JJ, probably like JJ 2016. I haven't seen a Dolphins carrier ever go untouched in like five years. Um, Tua with a pretty corner lob to Shaheen catches it just before out of bounds for a touchdown. Uh, Robert Foster had a good day. Apparently there was a fight over a Ryan Tannehill and Chad Henney of all people like two quarterbacks that were never really that good for our team and aren't even on the team anymore for, for a good amount of time. Uh, so I don't know how that happened. Uh, strike to Gesicki for 20 yards. Um, Tua gets immediate pressure off the left Sidesteps it and checks it down to Waddle. Comes back with another quick completion to Shaheen. Fourth and one, 34 seconds to go. Tua completes a fourth down throw to Hollins. First down at the 18. Um Tua throws a lob to Gasicki one-on-one with Jones, but Gasicki doesn't see it. Uh fourth and ten game on the line. Tua gets time and fires for Hollins in the corner of the end zone, but Mac wasn't looking turnover on downs after driving at 52 yards. Now I will say this guys when, and I don't like to do this with any player, but again, from what I've heard and from what people have talked about, Tua knows this playbook, like the back of his hand. There's no one on the team that knows it better than he does. Typically with stuff like that, where the receiver doesn't see it coming, again, I didn't see the play. I don't know what exactly happened. It might've just been that like Tua knew something that Mac didn't. And that's stuff that like, honestly, you like to see, because as long as the play worked, all, all you have to do is run that over with Mac and be like, Hey, what happened? What did you see? What did I see? Hey, this is why I threw the ball earlier. If you weren't ready for it, this is why. And, and you talk about those things again, it's not a big deal. Um, but You know, that was an important uh, drive. I think they were doing situational drills. Dolphins were down four. They were trying to get a touchdown. So Tua would have won the game right there. They just have to connect, get that communication back, uh, you know, together, and it'll be good. Again, Agba, a lot of Agba stuff. Agba with, like, sack after sack after sack. Eichenberg opens with back-to-back good reps uh, with the second team right tackle as second team right tackle and then jamal perry picks it off to quote unquote win the game on a tip ball at the line by sealer so that's how practice ended practice ended with a pick by the dolphins so really good practice today overall i mean a lot of good stuff um obviously a lot of stuff to work on but again like the season is in I think like four weeks. I'm trying to see. I'm going to pull up my calendar right now. The season doesn't start till September. Is the first preseason game September 12th, I think? Yeah. So again, that's one, two, three and a half weeks away. So, I mean, we got time. You you just got to clean up some stuff. And more importantly, I'm really glad that the Dolphins and really all teams for that matter were able to do joint practices because, I think joint practices are like, I mean they they are the best way to gain experience, especially for a young team like the Dolphins, uh, and also, you know, see some different looks that you may not see against your own team. So. Definitely a good day today for Dolphins practice. We had a lot of good stuff. A much better day of practice from everything I've read. Much, much better day all around from yesterday. Uh, And so tomorrow, uh, because today's the 19th of August, Thursday. Tomorrow we will have nothing, no practice. And then Saturday at 6 o'clock my time at least, 6 o'clock Central Time. I think it's 7 Eastern. Dolphins will be playing the Falcons and I haven't listened to Flo's press conference yet, so I don't know how many starters will be playing, um, but I know Zavian Howard said that he anticipates he will play on Saturday. So, you know, especially someone like X, who he's our best player, if he's going to play, I'm assuming this is going to be the dress rehearsal game where you see our starters play at least the first half. Right? Typically in these games, what you like to see is, like if, I, if you're a coach, you want to, obviously you go into the game with your first drive scripted, you want to practice that, you want to practice situational drills, whether you are on offense or defense at the end of the first half, practice either converting, getting a touchdown, or a field goal, or stopping the opposing team. Um, And then you probably will see one or two drives in the second half just because, again, like say the Dolphins are up 10 points at halftime. You want to see your starters go out there and manage and hold that lead and you want to see your defense hold that lead. Or if you go into halftime down 10 points, you want to see your offense and defense go out and respond in the second half. Uh, So again, in this game, you'll probably see definitely the first quarter, definitely the second quarter, probably one or two drives in the third quarter as well. And then the rest of the third into the fourth will be the second string and then backups. And then obviously next week against the Bengals, you'll probably, I mean, it'll probably just be backups uh, and third string. I've said the offensive line should start the whole entire game. And I strongly believe that because they need the help. So that's about it though, guys. Tomorrow I will be giving you guys a podcast episode on what I want to see from the game, what I expect from the game. And we'll break all of it down um, tomorrow. And then obviously the game is on Saturday. So sometime on Sunday. Um, or I might wait till Monday. I'll probably wait till Monday. I'll go over, you know, what I saw on in the game, good or bad, we'll go over it on Monday. So that'll be the schedule for the next couple of days. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Stay safe. Fins up. Miami has a Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins.